Welcome to Get Green, Northwest Indiana, your home for lawn care solutions with Steve Daly. Each podcast, you'll learn the secret tips to growing healthy green grass and best practice solutions for watering, weed and feed, aeration, and mowing. Here are your hosts, Steve Daly and Jim Jano. So today, Steve, we're going to talk about the dirt behind lawn grubs, the ugly truth and best solutions. Thanks for being with us today, Steve. Thanks, Jano. Good to be here. All righty. So for our listeners at home, if you can't tell, we've got some new technology, wireless microphones. <laughs> Is it quiet enough in here? I didn't, it doesn't really matter to me, but you like it. Well, it's your new toy. Now allows us, to, and later on in the episode, we're going to actually take a look at the, the, the lawn outside of our studios, the lawn that you've made wonderful. So we're looking forward to taking the microphones outside and seeing how they work. But let's get to lawn grub. So first of all, uh, in, in our last podcast, you talked about lawn fungus, and it was causing a lot of damage in Northwest Indiana. And you identified how to how you can tell the difference from a lawn grub to dead grass. But how about comparing the difference between lawn fungus and lawn grubs? Do they look the same? Turf damage can look similar depending on the type of disease and what was going on. Um, Grub damage becomes distinct because the root system is is chewed out from underneath it. It will pick up like it was never attached. Uh, you start seeing like discoloring or lighter brown areas. If you check them, you go up to them, you try to pick them up. If they pick up like a carpet that's never been tacked down, it's pretty indica- clear indication you got grub damage. But um, yeah, they're not that similar, but they they can come off kind of looking that way initially. Are lawn grubs bad? Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, grub, grubs suck. Uh, if you get a high enough population, they're creating damage. Um, you could be looking at some serious renovation of spots in your lawn. So, yeah, they're not a a good thing unless you like to fish. You know, that's, that's their only value in my world but um other than that yeah they're they're bad for your lawn and and they're um, ugly too they're not pretty no you see a grub in a soil um they're generally c-shaped white with some dark to them uh, like a cream color and a light tan brown head well you hit you you beat me to the punch because i was going to ask what what do grubs look like that's what they look like. Um, and they can range in sizes depending on the type of beetle they come from, um, the maturity level of that grub, how long has it been there, how long has it been feeding on your turf. So, And it doesn't take a huge grub to create damage. What, what happens is, is there's a multitude of grubs, a number. Um, generally, it takes anywhere from eight to 10 per square foot to create damage. Is if, if you have grubs, does that generally mean that your whole lawn has grubs or can it just be a few? It could be, it could be limited. Um, generally at that point, if you're getting grub damage and you need to use a curative grub control, I'm inclined to go ahead and treat a good portion of the yard or the whole yard just to be safe. Um, but generally, it's it it's in sections. It's in parts where the beetle has 
planet or eggs and then they you know go to a larval stage and start eating that's where you're going to you know it's so it's it's usually scattered and limited throughout a yard but so far this year i've seen some pretty severe grub damage throughout in spots and it's early it's not terribly it's been a tough year i i we started off with drought then we had lawn fungus now we got grub problems now grub problems generally happen every season um and the populations of beetles in, in the sur- it, it, that's only going to be on the increase, I think, because of the milder conditions and the milder winters. Winter does not take out grub larvae generally. Um, if it's bad enough and you get a deep freeze, yes, but we don't really get, I haven't seen terrible deep freezes anymore they do move down in the soil profile to protect themselves you'll never completely eliminate a grub population when it comes to it but um you know when we have winters like last winter and we have no we had no real frost level then then the grubs are going to be worse is that one of the reasons why we're experiencing bigger issues this year than in the past years the lawns that end up infested have been heavier so far really I'm a full season uh, a customer. Um, is that part of the plan or is that something that you... Uh, as far as grub applications and controls, um, it's part of the plan. Um, I would say probably 70% of our customers roughly do 65 to 70% do grub control. Most people that do six applications or end up good doing the grub control it's the so i have it because i'm on your best plan right yeah you you have six applications in grub control um some people will select not to do it they'll say well i don't have a history of it or i don't have the plants that are attracting beetles in so i'm not going to do it and so far this year i found that you don't necessarily had to have the plants that are drawing them in if your neighbors have them they're close enough you're you know you'll get some issues depending. Now, a, a couple of years ago, we were invaded by the dreaded army worm and you went to a, a stronger chemical. Um, it's not a stronger, actually. It's it's a safer chemical than the, the systemic grub controls these days are actually very, uh, very friendly to the environment. Um, the, the time where it's harsher is when you have to use curatives. Uh, what is a curative? For listeners that don't know, because I don't know, so I'm sure they don't know either. What is it? Okay, well, a curative is, is when you have to apply a control to control a population that's there and doing damage. Like, uh, basically, there's two, uh, two products that you can use right now. Uh, Dilox, I'd love to say the chemical name, but it's long and you don't need to know that. Or uh, Carbaryl or 7, which most people are very familiar with on a homeowner market it's been out there for years people use it for you know keeping beetles off of their roses or different plants as a dust uh, or a spray so these are the two curatives that are out there and available to us they are a little more uh, unfriendly to use environmentally yeah i mean you gotta make sure you water them in then you know get to where they need to go anyway, where they're gonna do their damage to the grub that's present. Those are the ones who you have to make sure you water them in for sure before you would let your animal out. Does 
does lawn grub killer uh, harm pets? How about your dad, your dog, your cat? Does does, lawn, does grub killer hurt your cat and your dog when they're out running, running around? Um, they can be sensitive to it. Uh, if you're using a curative, a killer, you know, a grub killer versus a preventative is basically built into the root of the plant. Okay, you apply it, it's translocated into the root, and when the grub goes to feed, it's there. It kills it at a very young stage, doesn't give it a chance to damage the lawn. So Steve, I'm looking forward to this because my yard's looking pretty good and I'm looking forward to seeing how these wireless transmitters work outside. So Steve, we're, we're, for the viewer, if they don't see it, we're walking outside of the studio into my plush green yard that you started That desperately needs mode. Yeah, you know, and the funny thing about it was uh, a couple years ago, I desperately needed to grow grass and now I, I'm kind of tired of cutting my lawn every four or five days, but it's pretty thick. Yeah, uh, you know, rule of thumb, for healthy turf, never cut off more than one third of the grass plant at one time. You know, so you got to get out here this weekend and get this done. It oh. looks great, but you're Trust killing me, man. My wife will make sure it's cut tomorrow morning. <laughs> so Put your wife to work. Then do what you need. Well, we're back in the studio, and uh, let's, let's get back to grubs. When do long grubs hatch? Yeah, as far as the eggs are usually laid June, um, end of May, beginning of June through, you know, it could go all the way up to the end of June, depending on if there's a late instar. Um, eggs will hatch, you know, beginning of July through August, you know. Uh, this year, the damage was earlier than, say, last year. Last year, we I started seeing grub damage probably around October 1st. It was, you know, there was a later batch. Um, this year, uh, it's been early. I started seeing grub damage probably around September 10th. You know, so, I mean, it just all depends on the way the season goes. Do long grubs die in the winter if you don't do anything? Um, not really, no. I mean, they subsurface. They winter, overwinter, and they go down in soil. Then they come up in the spring. Um, uh, in the spring, they're in a, a, a pupal stage or pupate stage. Uh, and they are, they're not going to do much damage. They don't eat turf, really, in the spring. They're getting ready to mutate into a beetle. So... It's not really something you have to worry about. The damage that happens that we got to worry about happens in the fall. And that's, you know, that's generally what we're looking for. Um, now, as far as when you start talking about, you know, fall control and, and curatives for, for grubs, you can use them up to a certain point. Um, if you get a grub that's a good inch long grub controlling it with dilox is or or carburel seven is almost impossible because of their size you can maybe slow them down but you're not going to kill them and that's when um, you use them for fishing bait yeah that's when you use them <laughs> for fishing bait um and then you just go about your practice of reseeding or whatever i mean i will run 
a curative probably the grubs I'm seeing now range so there's still small grubs in a lawn where we can get control so if we can keep damage from happening we will continue to run the curative probably for another maybe two weeks you know that'll be about the max that you get out of it then you're wasting your time um if if, if our listeners want to learn more about how they can um, contact you what is your website where can they reach you Jim Jano's lawn over on <laughs> Clairborn. No, seriously, at uh, www.perma-green.com. So we hope everybody in Northwest Indiana can benefit from your tips, Steve. And uh, happy green lawns, everybody. Thanks, Jim. Have a great day. Thanks, Steve. Have a great day.